We got to switch the culture from the inside out. The love of God, what you get right now. My bro Enoch, he about to switch the culture all across the globe. So hold tight if you lost control. Brothers and sisters, we gon' switch the culture. Let me mix with vultures. Point you to the cross, let conviction sculpture. Uh, switch the culture, his will be done. The most high, let your kingdom come. Christ Jesus. Welcome everybody to Switch the Culture. We're back. This is a place where we love to just really share and highlight the testimonies of people doing hip-hop all over the world. This is a place where we get to broadcast the kingdom through people's branding, through uh, their stories, through their, their craft and what they do. And today I have a really special guest all the way from Aussieland, all the way from Australia. I got my boy. I got my boy from Sydney right here. What's going on, brother? SYD. Man, I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? Good, man. So I got my boy Lycon on the on the on the on the cast today, and we're really excited about having him. He's I've got to meet this dude multiple times. Uh been to Australia, I think four times now or something like that. And every time I gone I, I went, I was able to really just chill with my bro and get to hear him perform. He is a rapper. That is his element. And um, yeah, man. Welcome to the show. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm super blessed, man. Super blessed to be with you, man. Always love your energy and being around you, man. Like I was just hyping up. I was hyping you up to my mom today <laughs> because I was coming on the oh, podcast. Word. I'm just like, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> like Enoch is Enoch's the homie. He's a real one. So yeah. <laughs> That's good, man. So we'll just jump right into it, and um, you know, I think for people listening too. Maybe we just, I, I had this one question to ask that's more broad before we get like into your personal story and stuff. Like how's, like what's hip hop look like in Australia? Like for you, like, cause especially for like American listeners, like what is, what is hip hop in Australia like look like? Man, I think it's interesting because, because it kind of, I think like the American culture like comes down to hip hop in Australia and then you also have like the British culture as well with like grime mm. as well so you kind of have them so right now like drill rap has been pretty big like even at the youth center that I've done stuff at drill rap was like pretty much the main thing like amongst a lot of the islanders and stuff as well that were rapping and then um yeah like obviously you still have like some of the old school Aussie rappers that really love like those old school boom bap beats and you know, and they bring their own, like, Aussie accent to it. But then, I guess, like, right now, trap is becoming more bigger and bigger through, like, mm. Drake and people like that. So, like, now you're having, like, more guys rap with a more American accent and stuff, too. So, so yeah. Sure. So, I'd ask you, like, what's one thing that you feel is really different? Because, I mean, obviously, you, like, listen to a lot of rap from America or other places, right? So, like, what's, like, what's one difference you feel culturally with where like hip-hop is in Australia versus like America or something like what's the difference yeah I think it depends on on like the circle obviously but like I would say the in God. the main in the mainstream sense I would say that like compared to America America will know like there'll be more people that know like just like the non-popular like pop kind of hip-hop tracks right like they're gonna know uh, more of like a person's discography and and what they do right like for like the bigger artists even right but then like in australia mm -hmm. it's kind of like tends to be like whatever in the top 40 is like what a lot of people know about hip-hop sure within like the mainstream, mainstream you're saying yeah yeah, sure. yeah like that's pretty much like what's like big you don't really see like i think now it's becoming more common for people to like really research artists and like try and get more into hip-hop mm -hmm. because it's becoming more commonplace in australia but I still think at this point, like with radio and just the way um, hip hop is covered, right? Like in Australia, it's still the mainstream pop tracks that people are really sure, listening, listening to. And uh, I, I remember talking to some of the OGs there in Australia, and they were telling me some history behind it, uh, pre, uh, behind, you know, spanning further than our lives <laughs> in hip hop, I guess. Yeah. And they, they, but they were just telling me some stuff about just how they 
like when they first heard about hip hop, like they tried to like mimic an English accent or like an American style uh, rap, yeah. right? But then eventually they're like, nah, we're gonna like use our authenticity and 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 rap with our Australian accent, right? Yeah. So like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like even now? Um, with that commercialization and like trap and all that, do you feel mm. like people are like, yeah, I want to have my Aussie flavor on it and have my accent, or do they try to like switch it up and like sound like get rid of that accent? Is what I'm trying to say, and like have like yeah, more yeah. of like a, you know, American accent or something when they rap. I, th I think like, like honestly, I think the modern mm -hmm. generation like that's what's happening. Where it's either you have a lot of people that are trying to put on a British like accent mm. and like rap over this sure. grime kind of drill type beats and then you have yeah then you have like um some people that are just trying to put on that real american accent like maybe play around with auditude and stuff and really like get mm -hmm. that that like travis scott kind of vibe and that kind of sound so like i think like that's becoming more popular amongst my generation to do that kind of thing because the thing is the way people create is driven by the consumer market too, right? So the consumer mm. market of hip-hop within Australia amongst our generation is either the really popular drill stuff a lot of the time or the popular trap stuff, right? So then because of that, more artists in my generation are like trying to mimic that maybe like they're not, they're less likely to just like go with a full Australian like accent, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, here's a, this is a for like a bigger discussion, I think, but it's been really on my mind lately as I've been building kind of switch to culture as, as a brand, not just as the podcast. The podcast is one outlet of like what switch to culture is in it all together. And um, I've been building this thing of like finding a need within hip hop culture, period, not just Australia or America, but everywhere of like, I feel that rap in general has basically become the face of hip hop. It's like, I mean, it's even a genre, right? Within music, it's like there's hip hop music, which is associated with rap. And then you then you bracket that into like all the different types. You got trap, boom bap, all that. But but when you hear the word hip hop, hey, yo, you, what, you know, hip hop, you think rap automatically. And I feel like I had this interesting thought of like, that's because like, in the industry, like in the opportunity, actually, even of the culture at the at the high peak of opportunity, like people ch choose rap because it makes you money or I mean, it can anyways. Right. And it's like I'm a B-boy. Right. My element is breakdancing, but it's very hard. Like a breakdancer does not make rapper money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not in any way at all. And half of the time, we got a battle to even have a chance at winning money. So if we lose the battle, all we do is lose money. Where rappers are like, hey, you get paid to do a Coca-Cola commercial. Or you could get paid to, you know, this, this and that and this. And you get paid off streams. And so... And on top just, of that, you get punked, yeah. man, if you lose that battle as well. <laughs> like, you would be like... It's like you yeah, also, like, people just, like, oh, you got smoked. It's like it would worse, like... Yeah. So I just think, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because... I feel like, yeah, that's, I just feel like hip-hop right now is, um, I, I would hope that it would create more opportunity for more of the elements, you know? Like, yeah. I know that rap, again, is the big one, and so you're seeing that, that gen like you, you said, generation a lot, and what you were saying, it's like, that's, that's what people want to be when they're introduced to hip-hop as a young kid. They want to be a rapper because he's the guy on the stage. He's the one getting all the glory. He's the one getting all the girls, getting all the money. Whereas you got graffiti artists and DJs who basically, I feel like, I mean, it's hard in the DJ world too for hip hop because they're like, you know, they're like the backup guy to the rapper, you know, like in, in a sense, you know, like real DJs, you, you can know legends and there's people who've done a lot of great things for the culture, but a young dude might just look at the DJ as like, he's that dude on stage to be the hype man for the rapper when really it should be the opposite, right? And so it's like... It's just it's just interesting to see where hip hop's come like yeah right now that's true man like it used to be like back in the day people would be like mm -hmm. um DJ Premier like you check out this DJ oh, Premier yeah. project or like you know what I mean like and then it's like oh NKRS well, we one is on it we had the mixtape culture where you like it was an honor if you feel like you can be on a mixtape with like this DJ that put your stuff together right or like were you like that was that was kind of like your 
authorization of like, yo, you're on DJ Premier's thing or whatever, or DJ what's like right. the mixtape. And so it was like, it's like credibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And now you just got people, anyone who just uploads music. Like I was, um, I was reading something on, um, on Google, uh, something I found on Google of like Spotify has something like 44,000 songs added daily or something like that from indie wow. artists. That's insane. It, it might be more than that, but it was some crazy number of like, this is how much songs are being added to Spotify daily. And so it's like, yeah, it's just different now. People are just trying to really get out there. And so it's it's really something, you know, I think for another time to dig deep into because it's just been really, it's been on my mind of like, my heart would be to totally really bring people back to the root of hip hop. And honestly, if that's promoted well and the industry takes a hold of it and gives people better pay for different opportunities, then then you can raise up a generation of people who would also want to be graffiti artists or break dancers or DJs too, right? But because the rapper has just totally outshined, I think, the rest of what hip hop has really meant. Yeah. Um, it just that's what everybody wants to do so why do you like why yeah. why do you think that has like happened that like djing didn't take the premiere stage or b-boy dancing like is it just a is it just like it's easier to market or it's like tr it's 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 tricky right because it's, it's one thing where you can say it's it's taken place of or it's it's died out but then there's another perspective to say that it's also evolved in certain ways right, right and so right. You have you have producers too, right? So there are there are people behind the scenes, like a sound engineer or a production person, who, you know, they might be getting pretty popular too. There's still more bes behind the scenes, but I'll give you an example. Somebody like Zaytoven, Zay yeah, Zay very popular producer. Yeah. And so again, he's he's got that credibility of like, man, if I could get Zaytoven to make me something, like I've, I'm doing something. Yeah, when Lecrae and, did and like so let like, the trap say, man, like, that was big for yeah, Zaytoven right. producer. Yeah, right. Huge. Yeah, right, yeah. a secular artist, and so there, there are. I, I would say, like in that element, I would consider him to be within the element of a DJ. Like, well, oh, no, really? Granted, maybe he's not not scratching or something. But like, he's um, putting you on to me. Thing. To me, yeah, I would, I would put that in there of saying like we have to look at the elements as they've broadened out into things, right? Mm. Like they've gotten there's more things within that culture. A DJ is someone who controls the music who. Yeah, you have turntablism, you have scratching, you have that, but then you, you you really just have the person who's really running, running the music, and I I would I would view a producer as yeah, someone yeah. who's doing that within the elements of hip hop. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's interesting to think like where how things look now and like what the hope is for um, the future. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah and but no, um, no, yeah, I think go ahead. No, I just think like it's just. It's just interesting right now because I feel like even when it comes to being an artist, right? Like, unless you have mm -hmm. a crazy big following, it's actually, like, really difficult, especially if you're not with a record label or something. Because Oh, it's like winning the lottery, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> you're, like, winning like, the lottery. Because you're mm -hmm. basically, like, playing, like, five... Like, back in the day, it's like, okay, I'm just going to create this project, try and get it to the right places. Hopefully, it gets in CD stores and it goes out, right? But now it's just, like... I need to be a marketer. I, I need to market my project well. I need to be a manager and set deadlines and schedule. Yeah. You have to take, you gotta release. take on all these roles. Yeah, it's like you're doing five different that things. That access is, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, we have the access now. The internet has changed that. You know, yeah, internet yeah. marketing, all the advertisements have changed altogether. Advertisement culture has changed altogether. You know, you you really can be your own man. Like, that's what I've been learning. Like, I learned as I'm building a, a business and a movement and stuff, like, with my brand that I, there's certain things I need to delegate, but there's a lot of things that I can just learn and do on my own, too. And so, which, you know, it's just access, you know. And so, it is interesting to see a young dude who, like, gets famous on TikTok for making a rap song, and then all of a sudden he's, maybe he's making beats for his own rap song, too, you know, and doing that, and then... But but again, it's that that gold rush, like lucky lottery strike of like some dude finds them, you know, that can take them to the next level, because that's where people really make money. At. It's not so much just people becoming viral. There's there's a culture of becoming viral in your element of what you do, but then just because you're viral doesn't even make 
drops yeah. necessarily mean you're gonna make money off of it. Yeah, definitely so not. I've I've put out some music of my own rapping and stuff, and it hasn't really taken a lot of hits. Like a lot of a lot of people, it's taken a hit <laughs> as far as that not doing well. But <laughs> but it's not. I, don't worry, I feel not, your I feel your pain, man. Like half yeah, half of not, my hits are I'm like paid for viral. at the moment. Half of my hits are paid for. I feel yeah. your pain. So <laughs> so I'll put all my inner real talk. I'm just being vulnerable right now and kind of venting because I'm kind of pissed about it but man, I, uh, wait, bro. We need I that. put i put i yo real talk man i put a lot of work into a song that i did i made the beat i produced it mixed master recorded i did everything one man project and um it got a it got a few hundred listens and that was cool and i was like god i want to go viral you know i want to try to do something that would be dope and then i just like posted i so so the music didn't work right but then i was like let me just try doing some video stuff i started making motion uh motivational videos and preachings and things and that started getting some momentum like a few hundred views whatever and then i just posted a random video of me talking about like the ps5 like complaining about it and it has like forty thousand views right now and it's like <laughs> I, it's like i don't understand bro like i didn't try i literally just recorded this is stupid or whatever i said and it's like forty thousand views and then now i pour out my blood sweat and tears and talent and it's like 297 yeah. views. It's, it's, it's hella frustrating. It's, it's crazy. It's hella frustrating. It's hard. Yeah. I, I mean, like, at least <laughs> you were smart enough to do a stupid video and get 40,000 views for it. Like, I probably need to do more stupid videos like you, but <laughs> I, might, I might hate on the Xbox because I already have a PS4 yeah. and I'll probably bro, get the PS5. Hit on, <laughs> hit on Xbox and tag me in it, bro. We'll both go viral. We'll both get, like, a million views. <laughs> And still not get paid anything for it. And we'll sneak peek our solid at that. Hopefully someone will listen. No, no, no. It's just like subliminal. It's like the very last three seconds. It's all of a sudden just a song. Bro, bro, yo. No cap, man. You should do that. You just make yeah. a bunch of random videos that are whatever. But then there's always like, why is that guy always smiling? What is? And it's an album cover at the end. And it's like, go on Spotify now. It's like, it's like, it's like you take those fail videos where people are like skateboarding and they hit their face. And then it's you again. And you're like, well, that's because you should have bought my album. Here, check it out now. <laughs> and then you just do a bunch of, yo, I'm giving you some good info right dude, now, bro. Dude, I think like, you just, I think you better be careful. I think you're gonna create a bunch of viral. Right yeah, you're gonna create a yeah. bunch of viral indie artists, bro, from this information. Right. Now, now Spotify me, is gonna end up jumping from like all the TikTokers are gonna be dro dropping like another hundred thousand songs added to Spotify every day now. <laughs> Dude, I love Anyways, it. I love this, bro. Like, I love, I like, the, you know, the people that I choose to have on the show. Like, obviously, are awesome people, but also. People, you know, that we have a great friendship, like authenticity. And I always say, like, my show's not about questions and answers and interviews. It's just about being authentic and sharing your story. And so I love to have a, a bit of just whatever talk, but, um, and it's, and it's natural. And I think also it'd be great to, to jump into your testimony too, though, a bit and show and just let, let people know a bit more about you. Cause I know a bit about you already. But, um, yeah, let's, let's jump into a testimony, man. And just want you, share your story like whatever from whatever perspective you would want to share it from yeah yeah of course cool. so yeah man um i so i've i grew up like um in this area called bonnerig um as a kid like going to this school called bonnerig heights primary school and stuff and mm -hmm. i think like i inco i encountered what the world is really like early compared to most people in a sense of i've been through a lot of bullying bullying in my primary school years because I was one of two dark-skinned kids in my whole school and there was probably like 800 or 1,000 kids or whatever, right? So, wow. like, yeah. And then you had a lot of people coming from Europe and stuff um, that hadn't really experienced, I guess, being around other cultures maybe or seeing dark-skinned people. So I guess I really stood out like a sore thumb, you know? So I faced a lot of, like, fights and everything growing up. So... That definitely like put a chip on my shoulder growing up and it also it also made me just think think like honestly that like the white man is on top and like if you're dark skinned like you're it's gonna be harder in this world like that's the way I thought like growing up you know what I mean hence I guess like even right now with the current climate with some of the stuff that's happened it's hit me in a deep way as well because I I know what that kind of pain feels like you know what I mean 
like not I'm not saying that like I can fully yeah. understand what it's like to be African American and some of the stuff that the people have gone through but like I but can yeah, feel that but pain. you've encountered racism in your own way yeah like yeah own bullying and different things like that yeah so probably like, people stereotyping you too right like definitely like yeah, yeah because I was judging you before too. knowing you yeah, yeah like being Sri Lankan as well there's not as many Sri Lankans here in Sydney like in Melbourne in Victoria we have a lot more but then but then in Sydney there's not as much so like I really stood out in that way too and people don't really understand Sri Lanka so people make like stereotypes like about curry boy and like this kind of thing and just like you know what I mean like and just call call me like chocolate cake and like this kind of like just it just seems like casual words but like they definitely hit you like growing up and I think like definitely the fights affected me right because imagine from kindergarten to like year four year five every day the recess spell and lunch spell hits you're thinking how am I gonna survive like that's the way I grew up you know what I mean so I had to learn how to fight my dad taught me how to fight and everything behind closed doors when my mom wasn't around <laughs> he would just lock oh, snap. yeah well, she's better not listen to this podcast she's gonna know <laughs> yeah. uh, she, she knows now she knows now like i've told her uh, okay. everything but like yeah she, like, you beat after you beat up like eight people you're like yeah dad taught me how to fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it was it was crazy man like i like sometimes it was like one on eight one on ten like that like you know Dang, what i mean that's like, crazy dude yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. scary yeah, yeah. So I grew up like that. So then, like, I went to, I got suspended for my whole year one, like, in, in wow. school, like, you know, because I had, like, fights and stuff. And it's easy to get the one kid in trouble than get, like, eight or ten kids in trouble. Like, that's one thing I found out as well in school. So even though I'm in self-defense, I'm still getting the one getting in trouble, you know what I mean? But, like, um, yeah, so I grew up with that chip on my shoulder. And then um, at year ten, so... Fast forward, I went to like year 10 and I just moved schools in year 9. And um, this school treated me a lot better, I guess, because it's more That's multicultural great. school and like they valued that. And there was quite a few more races within the school. So that was good. And But then at that time, my dad passed away in year 10. Mm. So when my dad passed away, that like obviously impacted me in a really wow. heavy way. And I just started, yeah, um, sure. I just started getting into rapping actually from year nine to year 10. So from there, I really, really got into hip hop. You know what I mean? Like listening to, yeah, you found an outlet, you found something that made you, did it, did it, did it empower you? Did it make you feel like, feel really empowered or like what kind of, what, what emotion do you feel like you, that, that draw drew out of you? Yeah. I think like, for, I think for me it was like a way of like venting about like my mm. experiences like growing up and like sure. just like losing my dad and just trying to like overcoming my life and it was almost like I was trying to give myself like hope like almost speak hope into my situation with my sons and and also like <clears throat> when you start doing music you also get haters right especially when you're first starting first starting to do yep. music so like so i definitely or got my hate five or ten years later still who knows some <laughs> yeah. people never give up <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah so like for me it def um that was also another factor i guess that for some people that might make mm -hmm. them want to stop but for me that made me even more determined to keep going because i wanted to prove these people wrong that were hating on me <laughs> so, sure, yeah. yeah but like um for me it was pretty empty I would say like the first couple of years doing music though, because even though I was trying to speak from a real place and all of that, like I didn't have God in my life at that point. So it was like more like something I'm doing a release, but it still felt like something's missing. Like this is not really like bringing me complete healing, just doing a bunch of music. Cause I, I recorded a lot, a lot of songs bro. like I recorded something like 70 to 80 songs in like two years or something like, Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Yeah, because I just needed to, I just needed to like, um, get so many emotions out. Like when I say recorded songs, I mean like a lot of them were remixes, but like still like, it's still like a lot of work writing that much stuff, you know. But it's like, part of it is like I wanted to be better as an artist, but then like at the same time, 
It was like, I actually like needed music that much at that time. You know what I mean? Because that's all I knew. Yeah. So, like cool. fast forwarding, man, year 12 hit. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, when year 12 hit, I was still trying to like figure out like, um, what am I going to do with my future and all of that. And then I was trying to make it with music. And actually there was somebody that approached approached um my friend and I to try and get some music. They were trying to like basically get us like signed or something, right? Like I don't know if sign is the right word. Like manage us. Manage us. Okay. That's what that's okay. what I'd get, say. Get you like a talent scout or like an agent or something like that. Like an agent to Yeah, like something? someone that was like trying to become an agent, right? Like I think she was in the oh, process okay. of becoming an agent and then she saw Got us it. and wanted to manage us, right? So Got it. music was very serious at that point. And then, mm -hmm. but what actually happened was while I was pursuing this whole thing, I was really heavily into Little Wayne and Drake and all of that. Like the, those were like my idols, like especially Little Wayne, like sure. for me. And mm -hmm. then um, my brother, my brother actually went to a Bible study and then he realized he's not a believer yet. And then he put his faith in Christ, you know? So when he mm. put his faith in Christ, he started looking for different music to listen to because he was listening to the same stuff as me before. And he came across sure. this mixtape by Lecrae called Church Clothes, which I'm sure you know, yeah. obviously, yeah. So, oh, of course, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, when just, he... Just Church Clothes 1? Which one? Yeah, Church Clothes, one? Church Clothes 1, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when he um, heard that, he was like, oh, I've got to show this to Shane, you know? So, yeah. at first, I was a little like standoffish or like Skep a bit, bit okay. skeptical i would say because yeah skeptical be because yeah. um my youth pastor had tried to get me to listen to lecrae years ago right like when i was okay. growing up so i was just you like, didn't like it no it's not that i didn't like it i thought it's cool but i'm just like it can't be better than like little wayne and stuff like that because i didn't really know sure. right like so i'm just thinking mm. like i'm not going to really listen to like this christian guy kind of thing but then out of my curiosity, I checked it out, right? Like the Lecrae Church Clothes mm -hmm. mixtape. And I just realized like, man, this is like 10 times realer than anything I heard from Little Wayne or Drake, you know what I mean? Like it's actually talking about things that relate to my life right now. And he's bringing God, wow. God into it. And, and it's actually not like the tracks that necessarily talked about his faith more that impacted me. But it was probably like the tracks where he talked about the brokenness of the world. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's a very powerful album. Yeah. He talks a lot about that. Yeah. yeah. So like that cold. It's, it's very real. Very raw. And yeah. So I remember like that yeah. cold world song really hit me. You know what I mean? Like. That's my favorite. That's my favorite song on that whole track. I used to have that wow, song. Wow. That's crazy, man. My, that's my favorite <laughs> song from that, from that album. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, we really are brothers, man. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah because that. Yeah, because I think he says in Cold World, like, he talks about, like, a stripper and then, like, a wife. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he talks about, like, this man seeing the stripper. And then, yeah. and then like, afterwards, he's walking in the park with his wife. And then he sees a stripper and then doesn't, like, he, like, looks away from her and doesn't give her Acts attention, Acts like right? he doesn't know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. He doesn't know who she is. And then he says something like, one woman gets one woman gets a man the other woman gets a dance it's a cold world like he said something like that and like yeah. that that hit me man because i'm like that's the world it's an mm -hmm. unfair world because i could relate to that growing up like it's an unfair wow. world you know what i mean so like i remember that yeah. line hit me and just listening to the whole project it made me go like i need to check out what this bible and everything's about because i hadn't really checked out like the bible for myself since i was like five years old right like since wow yeah. yeah so you're saying just so for people listening too because i love this stuff you're saying that you feel like your initial was this your first initial contact to like christianity or like being interested in it, or you had heard about it in the past but oh, this I've heard was about like it my the whole thing life. that really yeah, i've heard yeah, about okay. it my whole were life you, so were, you, were your parents point. were your parents like christian oh yeah i should have given i should have given this context but yeah my parents my parents oh, no, are it's christian. Fine. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so yeah, you grew yeah. up in a christian household but you weren't really digging it and then you would say that this 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 album would be like the the thing that really caught your attention where you like thought okay this could actually be real for me is that i, what, I think it's more like, like that or? 
Yeah, something like that. But like, I would say either like a twisted real Christianity. So I wouldn't say it's necessary. Okay. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like I would be like someone that would be like, I don't like Christianity or I don't really. Oh, it's not something mm. that I really try to mess with. It's like, no, I was going to church every week. I went to all the youth groups, right? But then it's like, right. my idea of it was like, Jesus died for me so I can do whatever I want. Because that's how oh, twisted okay. my mind set was, right? Got as long it. as yeah, I don't so murder just anyone. like, I'm straight. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I could do what I want. Yeah, so yeah. So, but what changed What from that? You hear this song and like people talking real talk, like streets and yeah, just, yeah. just talking really vulnerable. Like what? What do you feel like convicted you in that? Like, I know you said the line that he said or whatever made you kind of feel like different about the world, but like, yeah, yeah. what else, I guess? Yeah, I think like, I think like overall, because um, the thing is, I had grown up hearing a perspective of the streets being glorified, right? Through like Little Wayne, right? Mm. Yeah, and like that right. lifestyle yeah, being glorified, right? So hearing the complete yeah. opposite was like very, very, like challenged me a lot, right? Where it's like okay, he's doing yeah. the complete opposite, right? He's not glorifying it. He's showing how it's broken. And then he's saying, he's saying like, God is where, like, the real hope is, right? And that's what Lecrae was mm -hmm. doing with that project, right? So, so for me, yeah. it made me go, like, okay, I want to see where he gets his perspective from. And I know he's a Christian. So my youth pastor trying to share mu his music with me earlier was actually really helpful. Because even though I didn't connect with it then, at least I knew... He's a Christian, right? Like this guy, like Lafrey. Sure, yeah. So that made me yeah, go. Lafrey. I need to read the Bible and check out the Bible. So sometimes it's even mm. the small things that God does in our life that we don't even realize He was reaching out to us years ago. Like, and that yeah, was yeah. It's like a so a seed was sown. Yeah, through that. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. You, for you to like. Yeah, yeah. and I've told my youth pastor since then about that. But like, yeah, like with that whole thing, man, it just made me. Yeah, it just made me go, like, I need to, like, check out the Bible. So I read the first few chapters of Genesis, and it made sense that God created the world, and we had sinned against God, right? Like, that was obvious, like, reading that for me. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I just... The crazy thing is, bro, is I never really spent any time in the Bible since I was, like, five years old with my mom reading it to me, but yet somehow it must have been just God working. But, like, I knew to just, like, read the first few chapters of Genesis... And then I skipped over to the gospel, yeah. or like one okay. of the gospels, and I read the whole gospel, and and this is overnight. Like so, I probably listened to the Lecrae wow. project, and it's probably like mm -hmm. eleven or twelve at night, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna check out the Bible. I read the first few chapters of Genesis, then I read the whole gospel, and it's like seven in the morning. And I haven't even slept, or something. Wow. And then that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was just having this like divine experience where I was just like, okay, like. It, this thing is so like real. I need to like, I can't go to sleep right now. And I read like the mm -hmm. whole gospel and I was just like, Jesus is the realest. That's how I connected with Jesus. I didn't connect with Jesus. Like, okay, I, I've seen, I need a savior. Like it wasn't even, that wasn't even the first connection. The first connection was like, okay, Jesus is the realest. If I claim I'm real, I need to follow Jesus. Otherwise I'm not real mm -hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? Like, wow. so like that's, yeah. But the thing is, before you, before you meet Jesus, I can understand you, like thinking you're real in whatever like you might be doing, right? But then if you actually like see Jesus and like who he is and how he lived, and you actually like study him, and then you go like, I'm gonna reject him. It's like, are you really being real at that point? Mm. So like for me, it was like I couldn't reject what I saw because I'm like that's the realest it could possibly get, the way he lived. And the words he said, right? So Jesus was the realest of the real, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was no joke, man. He was real. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus spit the realest bars, you know what I mean? But <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah. But like for he me, it was, he said, follow me. Or if you don't, I right, bye. I ain't. <laughs> I think one of the realest things Jesus said is what the foxes have holes. The birds have trees or nests or whatever. I'm I'm bashing the verse right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But he basically said everybody got somewhere to live, but I ain't got nowhere to lay my head. Yeah. And it's like, so you want to follow me? <laughs> you want to come with me? We live in the streets. <laughs> we healing the sick. We go in the we go into the parties where the prostitutes and people are at that nobody loves. Yeah. And we, we start in a we're starting a world revival. You down or not? 
And it's yeah. like a lot of people was like, nah, Jesus, I can't hang, but please mu multiply some more of that bread for you leave. <laughs> Let me get a little bit more of that fish and bread for you dip out. Dude, like, even like uh, when Nathaniel was like, finds out that Jesus is from Nazareth and he's like, Nazareth? Does anything good come from Nazareth? I'm like, yeah, yeah Jesus know. came from the hood, man. Yeah, that's my hood. Yeah, I know, right? They say, ask me, does anything come from good come from Rochester, New York? Like, yeah. That's where I'm from. Like, yeah. yeah. No, dude, I guess so. Dude, like, honestly, when I saw you with all the bandana stuff, like, like some people would be like, I'm intimidated by that, like, and will mm. stay away from me. But when I saw that, I'm like, this guy's probably going to be my dude, man. Because I'm like, this guy is straight right. gangster. I'm like, I would connect with a guy that's straight gangster. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because, because yeah. I've been looking up to people that seem straight gangster. You know what I mean? Like, that's who I've been looking yeah, up to my yeah. whole life. So whenever I meet someone yeah. that look a bit gangster, I'm like, I should talk to this sure. guy, man. Like, hey, this guy looks cool. <laughs> that looks like somebody I could vibe with. How many people you killed? Seven? Oh, dude, you gotta come. Like, we gotta go get dinner sometime. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Killing people is not not cool. That's a bad, yeah. horrible joke. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, forgive me. Yeah. I've never killed anybody, by the way. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what your cool factor is now, but <laughs> on me, but <laughs> but I can break dance. So I'm a hip hop. So, man, you nah, made the man, thank you for sharing, man. bro. Bro, yeah, thanks for sharing too, though, man. Yeah, like that's so powerful what you said, dude. It's so crazy how God really drew you in um, to His His heart, and He used music as one of those ways to really speak to you. I think everyone has different encounters or different ways where they feel like the Lord speaks to them. Music, I think, is a huge one uh, for people, and um, yeah, we just think. Thank God for Lecrae, too, that he had some type of, I feel like, even inheritance and, like, sowing seed into your life through his oh, music, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah, definitely. Honestly, that's, I gave, so one thing with me was I I, I was always kind of wavering back and forth, kind of teeter-tottering with my faith. Yeah. And so I, um, the time where I was really starting to try to come back to God, I was still smoking, like, weed and stuff at that time, mm. but I was trying to, like, go back to church. I actually heard Lecrae's song, like his testimony song. Though it's like one of his first oh. songs he ever did. It's like it's four o'clock in the morning or thousand ten or whatever. It's oh, something like that. that's that. Oh. Yeah, dude, I'm, I know it's what like you're talking old, about. Old song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 I know he, what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm, I'm losing track of the name. So, but that, yeah, that track. So is I big. listened to that song. Yeah, I listened to that song, and he just straight up shared his testimony, and it just is something. That it, I just put it on repeat, you know, yeah. convicted me that Lecrae was being so authentic. And um, it made me feel like, dang, I need to get my life right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I gotta, gotta put this blunt down. Like, maybe I'll smoke the rest of it and then put it down. But man, <laughs> I gotta stop doing this. Yeah, I, I, know, I know that feeling. Yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're but doing. Eventually, you know, the yeah. Lord, yeah, He was able to grab my heart and take all that stuff away from me. But um, yeah, bro, man, that was really good. I think um. Is there anything else you wanted to share from your testimony? Like, well, yeah. maybe even just since we heard some of that, like, what's, what's, what, like, after you had your turning point, are you like, okay, I want to be more serious. I love, I love this, like, authenticity side mm. of things with God. Like, what, you said you were listening to a lot of secular music. Like, what shifted where you wanted to actually start making rap, Christian rap yourself? Like, right, what, right. how did that happen? Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, um, one thing that happened when I received Christ, right? was um mm -hmm. i started like going back into the bible like straight after i kind of received christ and i think i skipped to romans one and then it talks yeah. about the way the world will be like you know in the future and when it talked about mm. like some of the descriptions like people will be boastful lovers of money proud and like disobedient to parents i was like man this sounds like a summarization mm. of like our culture like you know what i mean like all, yeah. of the world you know That's what i mean that's the third track on Wayne's album. Yeah, <laughs> that's what thing. I mean. Like, like, so I read that and I was just like, I, th I remember throwing the Bible down and just being like, okay, God, you're so real. This is crazy. Like, you know, like that's when I was mm. like, okay, this is for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, like I knew it was real, mm. but I was like, okay, this is really, really real. You know, so, so for, yeah. so from there, I was just like, okay, I need to like really devote my life to trying to share the gospel and reach people, you know? So, Good. so for that's me, like, powerful, bro. Yeah, so, like, I started, like, going to, like, scripture. Um, at first, it was, like, Catholic scripture. Like, it was a Catholic scripture mm. that I'd been a part of. I knew the guys from there, right? So, I actually, like, 
Um, I started like trying to like teach the Bible with them and stuff, but then from there, mm. it was from there, like God like put me into different places. But that was like a starting point where like I remember God was really impacting my heart to try and reach these kids in my high school. So you started kind of getting a taste, you started getting a taste of ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like through my high school, right? Like doing that. So, mm. so from there, like man, with music, it was. It was pretty immediate, really, because from that Lecrae, okay, yeah. because from that Lecrae project, I was like, I want to create like music like this to reach non Christians too. Like that was just straight mm. away on my heart. Like I don't really want to just like um, I don't want anyone make music that's like for Christians necessarily. Actually, mm. like if it if it impacts Christians, like praise God. But it's like. I really want this. You want to reach. make it for the people, not Christians, yeah, like non Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying you want to minister to people and be able to speak their language and rap, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, speak speak to the non believers. And the, and this, for me, it was like I wanted to be a bridgeway, right? So I could like mm. basically have all these songs and stuff that I do, like these songs I could rap on the spot at different locations, and that could be a bridgeway mm. for me to actually talk about my testimony. And then share the gospel, right? So, like, that was always, like, the first thing yeah. for me. So, like, it really had a massive impact on my life in uni doing that, like, really pursuing that. Because at uni, there were so many conversations that I had started and relationships that got built from people knowing that I rap, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, a respect factor because people respect people that can rap. Like in even sure, in Australia, it gave you, you, know it, I mean? gave, it gave you a platform. Yeah, it gave you a platform for the to be able to, to share the gospel with people. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and like for me, it was a way of like connecting with people, right? Because sometimes you may not share the gospel immediately, but at least it's like, sure. but at least it's a yeah. But your music point, right? is sowing seed. Yes, yeah, it's, it's catching their interest, and it's just doing the same thing it did to you when you heard Lecrae's songs, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's catching people. And then like for me, also those you know D one like. First of all, he actually helped me so much with my walk with God because, okay. I, like, obviously, if I grew up on Little Wayne, I loved the new right. Lane Slur. Day right? one's basically like saved. He's like a saved <laughs> Little Wayne, music, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's been dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's slightly. Basically. Like, the, I mean, the cool thing with him is, like, I think he's his unique self, but, like, Sure. It, yeah. But he can't get away from having that Neil Lean slur and that kind of voice, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. he has that kind of sound, like, where it's like, if you grew up on Little Wayne, like, you can relate to that, like, D1 sound, you know? So, so for yeah, me, sure. it was like hearing his music was massive for me because also the other thing is, like, it almost like set like a foundation to me of, like, how I could, like, try to reach non Christians through my music, hearing his music, because he wouldn't necessarily have, like, tracks that like were explicitly like okay you're gonna know this is a christian rapping but then if you really dissect yeah, the lines just hit you yeah yeah it hit you off guard yeah he spoke deep yeah yeah so like for me it's deep like lyrics yeah so for me it was like the same thing man and like that's what i'm trying to do right now and even now like Good. i connect with d1 like through patreon and all of that as well and like mm -hmm. dude it's crazy i even got to do like this private video chat Thing with him like shout out to um team mission vision that's like my fan man like we i got i got like three or four of those sisters from his group like on facebook and stuff man like so yeah you know what i mean like he's got like a little bit of like a, a following there i'm part of it so man it's cool. been so cool that's man cool. like like for me like he's been a huge impact on what i do and yeah like for yeah. me it's just like trying to be your authentic self right like with him i see someone that's trying to be their authentic self and then reach reach the world right so i'm just trying to do the same thing i just wanted to ask the question um what do you have for our listeners that you could encourage them with like some advice or a word of encouragement or something you just want to leave people with right okay so for me for me it would be like don't um if you're a believer don't like desert don't desert the gospel and and just like look for other means for inspiration like don't get me wrong like there is other forms of inspiration like in god's word itself or like even like we can be inspired by other musicians and other people and like b-boy dancers people within the culture we can be inspired by all of that but find your main inspiration in the gospel 
and like what Jesus did for you in everything that you do. And like if you don't know and if you don't know Jesus or haven't met Jesus yet, like just like check out Jesus and just give him a like a chance because because like what's the worst that can happen, right? Like you just go like, okay, like I don't really believe in this or whatever or like this is fake and you move on. But then if it's real it's like you could have like eternal life and like know that like you have salvation enough and that can't be taken away from you, right? Because he paid the price. So basically, it's just like, either like, if you don't know you have hope, look to Jesus and see if that's where the real hope is. But if you have that hope, don't forget that hope in what you do and be thankful for it every day. You know what I mean? Good. Man, you have such a heart of an evangelist, you know? Like, even just in your sharing, you still want to make sure that the gospel gets out and just hearing your heart too and like talking about your ministry you had in your high school and I mean at you is uni right Was yeah uni uni, uni yeah yeah uni. Co yeah college and so Americans don't know what uni is you got to say college sorry or, or sorry like, sorry my bad university <laughs> of course no, of course no, it's that, fine it's I know good. this I know no, I, mean, I actually know this man I study American culture no, like crazy trust me I'm, I'm sure people were smart enough to get a hold on it and catch it but you know um yeah uni is obviously university um, no, that's dope. People need to learn more slang anyways, right? We've got to learn more other yeah. cultures, <laughs> how they say things. But, um, man, no, that's a great word. And like I said, you, you, you have in the heart of an evangelist. And I think Thanks, that was it's inspiring it. for people. And even people who are Christians listening to that too, remember that we should keep the gospel first in whatever we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're going to end this segment, but I wanted to shout you out. And you could tell people, like, what's your hashtag or, like, uh, handle for people to, to follow you. Yeah, cool. So um, on fa so on Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud, it's at listen, the number, so it's listen, the number two, mm -hmm. Lycon, mm -hmm. L-I-C-O-N. So that's listen okay. to Lycon. And you can find me on Got Facebook, it. YouTube, SoundCloud, all of that. On Instagram, it's listen to Lycon official, but if you just put search listen to Lycon, you'll find me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the only you're the only official Lycon, right? So there shouldn't be no one else yeah. should follow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So like, um, bro, this someone made fun of me the other day. I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm Enoch Vasquez official, and he's like, why you why did you have to put official in your name? He's like, I want people to know that I'm I'm official. <laughs> I'm the real deal, man. It's not a fan come, page. Yeah, I'm on, not a fan page. Come on, man. I'm Until me. I get the blue tick, I need to give myself the blue tick. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that that us us wannabes putting official at the end of our names is us giving ourselves. The the blue tick that's that's the secret right that that is the honest truth we don't need any authorization from freaking instagram bro we're official bro i think i just made a for me personally it was none of that but maybe it is for you but like for me it was like i think i created like listen to like on years ago or whatever on some totally different account and i couldn't like retrieve yeah. my own username so oh, i was like oh yeah, crap yeah. i have to create <laughs> well, a new to one. <laughs> Uh, we're about to yeah. drop a track now and let people vibe to one of your songs. Which yeah, song no. are we about to hear so Yo, people know? So this track is called Leave a Legacy. Um, it's my latest release. <clears throat> um, it's actually inspired by Kobe. And um, yeah, just like the legacy left of being a great father, a champion basketball player and all of that, right? So then like for me, it's just like encouraging other people like to leave a legacy and live your life knowing that one day you're going to pass away and like trying to achieve greatness now through God, you know what I mean? And I got like my homie D4C featuring from Queensland, shout out to D4C, he kills it, he talks about Kobe and stuff a lot more in depth, he's a Lakers fan, so yeah. Dope. Alright, we've got Lakers fans in Australia. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, bro. It was such a such an honor, man, and privilege to have you on the show today, dude. Like, uh, so, thank you so, so much for having me on. We 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 had been waiting for this year for a minute, and it's we're, I'm so glad we got to make it happen, bro. And, and so, you know, I had to come on, bro. Yeah. You're my brother, man. Yeah, for Appreciate sure. you. So yeah, so y'all just vibe to this song, and we're just gonna end with that. Uh, stay blessed. Peace. God is great. Is it that simple? God is great. Don't get no simpler than that, bro. Did you know that? You can know it all you want, but until you got to pick up that cross that you can't carry, and he picks it up for you and carries you and the cross, then you know. Being tempted, devil trying to destroy me. He coming way passing from memory. Turn to God, got his complacency. Like Kobe, trying to leave a legacy. 
young Kobe caught in a adultery Bounce back with more than trophies Great father, loving husband, that's a memory your past, no matter the present, remember all that matters is how it's ended, forgive who you need to make the peace, seek God's mercy before six feet deep, walk your talk, let your actions speak, love God, love people, spread his peace, some may think it's weak, truthfully it's like Kobe in his peak, great, like Kobe work hard and deep, gotta spread No stopping the grind, it's black mama time. I stole cone killer, the golden is prime. I give so much pride in walking my life, but a lot of you right. I'm not study five, a fresh faced kid like 96 Kobe. When the Don Cup start a legacy, brush off the haters like a dynasty. Winning five rings, complete a three beat. Scoring titles in Skull Six Two. In only three quarters, what more should he do? Why not raise it up to 81? Both fakes, fadeaways, not more could be done. Couldn't be stopped, you win MVP. 80 24, yo, he was indeed. Showing his grind, where can things that shines? I can't lose, man, a black mama with strikes a while. Wanna strive in all aspects of my life. Have a weenie now. Attitude and do it all for Christ. Build up a legacy, work hard and just shine. The grace of our Lord who sacrificed for you and I. So again, my life create a chapter to be passed on to my kids. A memory of a man who would always believe that he could do all things and never be stopped. Like Kobe, I rise and I'll sky to the top. Like Kobe, work hard and deep. Gotta spread Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. <laughs>